Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hello and welcome to episode number 49 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Figure Out Facebook Live. You may have heard that the Facebook algorithms are changing, and Facebook is showing your business page posts even less than they used to be. If you want to give your content the best chance of getting seen, then you need to start implementing Facebook Live videos. Go to megbrunson.com slash Facebook Live to download the free workbook and access the course so that you can figure out Facebook Live for your business today. Today, I'm excited to welcome the father and son co-founders of John's Crazy Socks, a venture that was inspired by John, a young man with Down syndrome. John's affinity for crazy socks, paired with the love of making people smile, made their mission clear, to spread happiness. John's Crazy Socks is a social enterprise with both a social mission and an e-commerce mission. Every day, they want to show the world what people with differing abilities can do. Together, they've created 35 jobs, 18 of which are held by people with differing abilities, and they have shipped over 120,000 orders, earning over $4 million in revenue. Let's give a warm welcome to John and Mark X. Cronin. Hi, Mark. Hi, John. Thank you both for joining me today. Hi, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. So I saw a video that you guys had made on Facebook or somebody else had put it together and I knew instantly that I wanted to bring you guys on to talk. So John, Mark is your dad and you guys work together, right? At your business? Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about your business? Was it your idea? Sure. Uh, I can tell you a uh, way back uh, 2016, uh, 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 a long camp in, in the woods. Oh, you want to say we started in a small log cabin in the woods? Yeah, I don't think so. How about this? So it's the fall of 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016? Is that how the kids are saying it nowadays? Yes. Okay. 2016. And... There are a number of things going on in our lives. I had been working. We had a family business, John's mom and and me, my wife. And for reasons not to remain here, we had to shut that business down. So we like living indoors. So now I'm looking what else we're going to create. I was creating some online businesses. John was entering his last year of school, right? Right. What school were you at? High school. And... Trying to figure out, okay, what do I do when I'm done with school? Not an unusual question. And we were looking around at some different options, and John didn't like what he saw. 
And that's, you know, a bit of a challenge. Um, John has Down syndrome, right? Want to say something about Down syndrome? Huh. What do you want to say? I had Down syndrome. Down syndrome never had me back. Down syndrome never holds him back. He had already done, you know, had meaningful work, wasn't seeing good options. So what do you come and tell me? I said, I want to be with my father. Right. Comes and says, I want to go into business with you, Dad. So that was really the origin point. The next thing was, well, what are we going to do? What was your first suggestion? Um, For the Destin Fun Store. A fun store. He would walk around saying we should open a fun store. We still have no idea what a fun store is, right? Right. (laughs) Then what was your next idea? A food truck. A food truck. This sounded like fun. Yeah. We were talking about what we could make. And I warned you, if you you try a little experiment, tell people that you're thinking of opening a food truck. And everybody will tell you what you should sell. We would tell them, get your own food truck, right? Right. But, But we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah, we can't cook. But then, right before Thanksgiving, John had his eureka moment. What did you tell me? I said, I want to sock because I want crazy sock my entire life. Why sock is fun, it's colorful, and always let me be me because I want crazy sock my entire life. Yeah, so, so John had always worn crazy, colorful socks. That was his thing. You know, he'd lay them out the night before, wear them to school. Right. We'd drive around looking for them. So it was a pretty natural idea to come and say, well, we should sell those. And he, it was more than just he had the idea. You came up with roughly the name, right? And, and I offered an alternative name, right? I suggested Mark's Serious Socks, but um, you said no to that. He had drawings of what the website could look like. And we decided at that point, let's go and test this idea. We didn't do a lot of research. We didn't do all that, you know, let's put a business plan together. It was much simpler. It was kind of the, the lean startup route. Here's how we'll know. We're going to build a website, get some inventory, and see if people buy from us. Right? All right. What day did we open? The Debbie 2016. December 9th, 2016. 2016. Okay. I'm going to keep saying 2016. You're going to keep saying 2016? Yes. <laughs> the, the only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page, and we did some videos with John, right? You talking about your socks. Right. And you came up with a catchphrase. Sock, sock, more sock. Sock, socks, and more socks. So we opened, not sure what would happen. And we were very fortunate. We got a flood of orders, and they were all local. So we were working out of temporary office space in Huntington Village on Long Island in New York. And that makes sense, right? It was people that knew John from school, knew us from the community. And, and I think this is part of what you do as an entrepreneur is you kind of make it up as to go along. So we see we have all these local orders. We wanted to do something special. What do you suggest we do? What do we do? A home delivery. We decided to do hand deliveries. So we got some red boxes. We put the socks in the boxes. And we're looking at it and saying, this needs something else. And so what do you add? I add candy and a thickening. 
And we went across the street to the grocery store, got bags of Hershey's Kisses, filled up the boxes with the Hershey's Kisses, put thank you notes in, and then we drove around and John knocked on doors. And the customers, what they do? Love it. They did love it. And what they do? I'll go out, I spread words. Well, they took pictures, right? Took pictures with John, took pictures of the socks, and posted it where? Our Facebook page. Right? And Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. So word began to spread. We did have some funny moments. Like we sold so many socks that first weekend that we were running out of inventory because we only got a little inventory. So I drove to every Kmart in Suffolk County on Long Island buying all the Christmas socks we could just so we would have something to sell. But we learned a lot in, in doing that. One, people want to buy socks. Socks are having their moment. John was right. Two, people want to buy socks from John. They very much um, responded to the personal approach we were taking, responded to the fact we had already committed to donating 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And they saw John as, we, we get emails all the time saying John's a hero, John's an inspiration. It's an adjustment you have to make because he's my son, right? You know, this, this John, you know, this is who he's always been. And now people are calling you a hero, a humanitarian. I would that, that Mother Teresa. <laughs> Mother Teresa is a humanitarian, not you. <laughs> so that's how we got started. I love how you how you you raise the issue that people wanted to buy socks from John. I think a lot of times people feel that the markets they're in, whatever market they're in, is oversaturated. So you know why does the why does somebody need one more sock seller? But you've proven why. Like what you make your business unique. Well. You hear this all the time. Well, that's a tough business to get into. Unless you're creating something brand new. Of course, it's a tough market to get into. And you have to give people a reason to want to buy from you other than I have the cheapest product. I mean, that's a way to go. I can have the cheapest product. That's really hard. It's really hard to always have the cheapest product. And quite frankly, that's not something that interests me. And so for us, it's a combination of things we do. So we, we have a business model that we call a social enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not alone in that. It's a, it's, a, it's a model that others are starting to develop. We have a social mission, and we have a business or an e-commerce mission, and they're indivisible. You can't feed one without feeding the other, and they both support each other. If all we were doing was selling socks, we wouldn't be doing this podcast with you, and we wouldn't be selling many socks. At the same time, if all we did was set up a particular type of lifestyle business um, that was a charity, like a nice idea of the father and son selling a few things, we wouldn't have the impact that we have now. We wouldn't be able to do as much. We've seen a number of businesses, and these are fine. I'm not, I'm not making a value judgment mm-hmm. where, you know, it's parents and it's a child with a differing ability and they set something up and they sell one or two items. And really what they're saying is, isn't this a nice story? Will you buy from us? They may have an income stream for that. 
but it's not really going to grow to be a business. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and you have to choose, you know, I've listened to a number of your podcasts. You have to choose the lifestyle you want. Mm-hmm. Is it something I want to do part-time out of my home so it maximizes flexibility of hours? Is it a business I want to grow and have, you know, be, a, be I don't want to say real business, but be a larger going concern? Right. Employees and all that stuff. Yeah. And for us, I had worked out of the house uh, when John is the youngest of three sons, we made that choice of looking for flexibility. And I did things at some points to work out of the house so we had time for our kids. But this, you know, John, you love going to work, don't you? I do. And you work hard. Right. And you put in a lot of hours. I Go ahead. I think it'll work. I, I, I work at fun. Right. I think it'll work better than school. You think work is better than school? Yeah. Well, that's saying a lot because you liked school, didn't you? Yeah, I do. I go back. But you get to do a lot of things at work, don't you? Right. John, what's your favorite part of work? My favorite, uh, my favorite work here, doing something fun. I love doing my particular job here. I, I do uh, thank you videos. I say thank you to uh, other people. I give a tour. I, I, I write better notes, I do videos, I do photos, I do stock wrestling, um, make a house deliveries. You do a lot of stuff. Right. So you ask Sean what's your favorite you. thing, you. and he lists 10 things. He's not good at picking a favorite thing. Um, <laughs> but John, is what's your title? I see happiness. Officer. He's our chief happiness officer. He's the face business. I love John that. works in all aspects of the business, and it's it's kind of funny sometimes. We get phone calls asking, is John ever there? And, you know, we got here today about a quarter to nine. If we get out of here early, we'll be out by 6.30. John's already identified a home delivery we're going to do. So, you know, so we'll have about 250 orders that will go around the country or around the world. But you still like making these home deliveries. Yeah, right? I do that. So if somebody local orders it, on the way home, we stop and John hand delivers it. We like to point out that, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, uh-huh. he's not putting thank you notes and candy in those Amazon packages. I've never gotten one. And he's not showing up at your door saying, hey, I hope you like this. <laughs> right? It's good stuff. Yeah. So I'd love to talk more about your social mission, too, and the fact that you've really scaled the business. So what does your team look like now? Well, let me let me kind of describe the business, and I'll put that in some context. So it starts with we have a simple mission. What, what's our mission? We're, happiness. We're just spreading happiness. And, you know, I know you worked at Facebook. If you, if you worked around in different corporate places, you may have gone on a mission statement exercise which are dreadful, and you come up with these statements that nobody pays any attention to. Well, spreading happiness drives what we do here. That's a fundamental question. Is this going to make us happy, you know, the people that work here? Is it going to make our customers happy? We built it on four pillars that are a combination of those social mission and the business mission. It's inspiration and hope. It's giving back. It's socks you can love. And making it personal. And it's really the inspiration and hope that drives us. So 
we want to show what people with differing abilities can do. So John's the face of the business. We hire people with differing abilities. Today, we, we've created 35 jobs. 18 of those are held by people with differing abilities. We host school tours. We host work, school work groups and, and work groups that come in from social service agencies. Because we want people to come in here and see the work that we do. John and I have now taken on speaking engagements. We haven't been to Phoenix yet. We've got to make it out here. We have been to some of the nation's hotspots. We've been to Utica. We've been to Charleston, West Virginia. We've been to Omaha. We've been to D.C. and Corpus Christi and Cleveland and Boston, right? Um, It's all part of just, let's just keep, it's doing and showing. So if you've seen videos of ours, Mm -hmm. we create videos all the time. In fact, we're creating a John's Crazy Socks network of online shows that are hosted by or feature people with differing abilities. So we take our processes and turn that into content. And the shows we have are fun, right? We have a a science show. Yes. We like to blow things up. Um, Not socks, I know. Not socks, but we are going to be building a sock launcher. Ooh. We we have a cooking show. One of our colleagues, Riley, um, Riley took some cooking classes at the local tech school. So in the cooking show, he's teaching John how to cook. So maybe one day we'll get that food truck. Uh, And then then there's the giving back. So we started with 5% of our earnings go to the Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. Why the Special Olympics? Because I love the Olympics. Right. He's a Special Olympic athlete, right? Right. You do a lot of those sports? I do. Yeah. Um, And then we've created a series of products that raise money for our charity partners. And the most important ones, John created the world's first Down Syndrome Awareness Sock. an autism awareness sock, a Williams syndrome awareness sock, um, that then raise money for charities that support or work with those populations. And it's and it's in keeping with what we do. Don't hide things. Put it out in front. Down syndrome is not something to overcome. Down syndrome is something trying to stand up and say, I have Down syndrome. And then, so those social missions are important. But at the same time, we have to be a great e-commerce store. So, you know, it's socks you can love. How many different socks do we have? We've got over 1,900 different socks. Wow. A sock one club. we got gift bags, gift boxes, and we make it work. And we're competing with Amazon and Walmart. So we do same-day shipping. If an order comes in today, it's, if it's in by 3 o'clock, it's going out today. Most of our customers get their orders in two days. If it's going to Phoenix, it might take three days, no special shipping. Um, And the last is make it personal. Going back to that very first day, we put a thank you note from John, right? Right. And candy in every package. Plus now, our sock wranglers, right? We're running a pick and pack warehouse. Mm -hmm. We call our sock, our pickers, we call them sock wranglers. (laughs) Our packers are happiness packers. They all have little stickers with their pictures on it that they then put on the packing slip so that when you get a package, 
you know, there are actual humans who have done this. There's this connection. Um, and you tie all that together. And when people buy from us, they're getting great socks, but they're not, they're getting more than socks. They're buying into happiness. They're buying into the experience. And there, there are ways we can measure that. We've got, we've got over 12,000 online reviews. 96% of those are five-star reviews. We work hard to take care of our customers. John, did you ever imagine that your business would get to be so big and have so much impact on so many people? Did, is this how you planned it? Yes. When you came to me in November of 2016, 2016, did you, 2016 were you thinking, well, Dad, within two years, we'll do 200,000 orders? <laughs> We've been very fortunate. We have very good people here. We're already outgrowing the building we're in. We moved in here last May, May of 2017. 2017. We're going to do this all day. Huh? <laughs> 2017, and we're outgrowing it. So we've retained an architect to help us plan for the next building. Well, Dorian Booth, he's the architect, was in here Tuesday, and he met with everybody on staff because everybody will have input of telling them this is what my job is, this is my workspace, this is what I like about it, this is what I don't like about it, this is what I'd like to see in a new building. You know, we know we're going to put a a store in the new building. We're going to put a cafe in. We got requests for a rec room. We got requests for sleep pods. So uh, we, we will see, you know, we can have as fun a place as those guys at Google. No, that sounds like a super fun place to work. Now I'm curious before John's crazy socks, did John have any entrepreneurial endeavors? Did he dabble in any other business ventures? Or were there ways that you involved him in your previous entrepreneurial journey? Well, he had worked for me before in that family business running. It was a law office, and we were running that. So John had worked there. And he had also, you worked at Camp Alvernia in the kitchen. Right, I did. But, and, and I think, and I've heard some of your other guests talk about this. So... You know, I've been involved with other entrepreneurial ventures and all three of our boys would see that and know what that was about. You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so there are some points I ran some different political campaigns. So I organized or helped organize the Obama campaign on, on Long Island in 2007 and 2008. Everybody, including John. 28. 28. You're going to keep doing this, right? Yes. Um, helped organize that, right? So, you know, John, he has this natural spirit of, well, I can go do this. You know, people ask him or ask me, well, what obstacles has he uh, had to overcome? I don't think John even knows what an obstacle is. So, you know, here's an example. It's January of 2017, and... We knew it would be slow. We, we did a, a total of 186 orders the entire month. But we're trying to figure out what do we do to grow the business? Well, we look ahead, and on World Down Syndrome Day, which is March 21st, because third month, 21st day, three, chromos- three 21st chromosomes, people celebrate that by wearing crazy socks. So, you know, 
no, we ought to tap into this. So we went looking for a pair of Down syndrome socks that we could sell, and none existed. And you're the one, what'd you say? I said, I want a picture. He said, well, make one. So he designed the world's first Down syndrome awareness sock. And I think, you know, it's that spirit from John that there's just a fearlessness of, mm-hmm. okay, we'll just go do this. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that we've been able to, you know, speak in front of uh, large audiences. We were able to testify before Congress. Um, and that's some of what this platform has given us opportunities to do. And John, you want me to speak before Congress? Fine, I'll go testify. There's no fear. He sits up straight. Right. I, I think he's like Johnny Cash. He's standing there in front of that audience ready to go. And you did a great job there. Right, buddy. And I look at my other two sons who are. So, John, how old are you, buddy? Thank you. So, and then James is 25 and Patrick is 28. So, Patrick, increasingly, I think younger people, you have to be entrepreneurial in spirit because you have to forge your own career. You know, you're not going to go to one place and spend the rest of your life there. So one of the things he's doing is he's got a really interesting job. In fact, he just got a promotion working at a business there. They train people to enroll in healthcare. But at night, when he leaves that job, he steps into a phone booth, assuming you can find a phone booth, <laughs> like old <laughs> Superman. But he doesn't emerge as a superhero. He emerges as a comedian. Oh. And he does improv theater, right? So I'm watching him do this. He works very hard at it. He's dedicated to it. And that, that takes courage. Yeah. Right? That's an entrepreneurial thing that he does. Our middle son, James, it took him a while to get some traction, but he turns out, unlike John and me, he loves to cook. And so he's now forging a career cooking. And he's become the manager uh, of a kitchen in a local restaurant. He's going to, when we open a cafe here, he's going to run that cafe. Oh, that's awesome. And I think part of that, you know, is they saw there were these options. Yeah. That could go and do different things. That, you know, for John, if I don't see something I like, I can go and create it. For Patrick, if I want a career in comedy, I have to go and create that. Does this make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. You give people exposure to things, and they understand the consequences, right? They understand I have to motivate myself. I've got to discipline and structure myself. They understand there's risk. Right, find something that you love, a passion, and pursue it. And that's, it sounds like that's what all your kids are doing. It it's it seems like it's working that way. Yeah. And this guy, uh, you get to do it all the time, right? I <laughs> Well, do you have any advice for Mark for parents who are raising kids? And it could be twofold. I don't know if there's specifically advice that you'd give for for parents of a differently abled child. But do you have any advice for the for the parent raising a child to try to instill that entrepreneurial mindset? Well, I, I want to be really careful here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people see videos of us and we get stuff saying, oh, you know, uh, Mark looks like a great dad. And, and I'm thinking, I can line three boys up who will give some dissenting opinions. On that. 
I, I can share just some of our experience. It's not saying it's the only way, sure. but for all three of our children, you know, well, now they're all young men, we always promoted their independence. We were always pushing them to take on their own lives. And, you know, sometimes that's hard as a parent because it means you got to let your kids fail. You got to let your kids fall down. But it's only by doing that that they get stronger and get to develop. It's incumbent upon us as parents to make sure they know the choices they have, that there is the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. There's the freelance life. There's working for different types of businesses and and thinking about careers in different ways. Mm -hmm. And then when they start going down a path, to make sure they understand the consequences, right? You want to be an entrepreneur. It's not saying it's not our job as a parent to steer them in one direction. They've got to find that. But if they want to be an entrepreneur, they got to understand what that means. You know, it may mean lean times for a while, right? You know, John, when do we get to go on vacation? Two years. Two years from now, right? You got to put your time in. Right. Right. And when it comes to, and we get a lot of requests of, can you tell, give me the secret for what's happened here with John's crazy songs? The first, you know, part of the only answer I can definitively give them is they should kidnap John. Um, <laughs> you have John as a partner, things will go well. Uh, but it's, and, and this is particularly true about, Parents with a, a child who has different abilities, don't sell them short. Don't be overprotective. They're just like our other kids. John's just like our more neurotypical kids. So he got to push that independence. Let them fail. Let them learn things. Look at, at options, and particularly with people with different abilities, you might have to create some things. And that might mean finding freelance type work that you piece together. It might mean something that's entrepreneurial. Just go do it. You know, you know this. You Look at what you have created. Look what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I'm sure there were times in your life when you had other ideas and you thought about doing them and you didn't do them. Right. right. And there are plenty of people that we know that, oh, if I had the time, I would do this, or if the time was right, I would do that. Please, just go do it. You know, and, and don't, don't use your kids as an excuse. Don't say, well, if I didn't have kids, I would do this. Please, show your kids what you can do. Be a role model for your kids. They want to see it. So, John, do you have any advice for somebody who's starting their own business? Uh, yes. Um, you got to take your hat off to answer the question? Yes. Getting real. Um, uh, my advice to, to the people, uh, follow, uh, just, just follow your dream. Oh, uh, just follow your dream. I know you can. I know you can do it, and 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 for your dream, and make the best of your life. That is great advice to follow your dream, make the best of your life, and you know that we can do it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, um, 
uh, or we can't do it. Well, I would love if you shared some information on where people can find you. Where can they find your socks? Where they, can they interact with you, John? Well, um, the easiest place to find us is at our website. What's our website? SeanQuizzySock.com. So there's a lot of information there. Among other things we do, we host school tours here, but we also do Skype visits. So we, in essence, are doing virtual tours across the country, um, around the world, in fact. We have a very active Facebook page. We share a lot of information, both of those, on our Instagram account. The best way to get a hold of us is you can email either of us at service at johnscrazysocks.com. Well, I okay. just wanted to ask one more quick question. Is that okay? Sure. sure. So you mentioned earlier your Sock of the Month Club, and I know John picks those out personally, right? Well, we we kind of collectively do the Sock of the Month Club, um, and we're designing those now. Uh, there is one that John picks out. What's that one? What's your favorite product that we have? The Monday Madness Mystery Bag? Yeah. Why don't you tell them about the Monday Madness Mystery Bag? Okay. Monday Madness Mystery Bag. Um, every Monday on, 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 only on, only on Saturday on Mondays. That's like a morning, six o'clock night. And so it's a grand bag of three socks. Who picks out the socks? I did. You do. And it's kind of become a joke around here because I'll ask them, what socks did you pick today? And what do you tell me? I can't tell my dad. You can't tell him? I, I, I can't tell my dad. Why not? It's a surprise. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Well, because it's Mystery Monday, right? Yes. Monday Madness Mystery Bag. Well, this has been really fun for me. I really, I really enjoyed getting to know both of you and, and listening to just the dynamic between the two of you, I think, is so so fun and so interesting. And I think that you're going to really help motivate a lot of parents who are listening to this podcast and trying to find ways to involve their kids in the process, just like you guys have. We've been very fortunate and and I appreciate you having us on your show. Thank you so much. What you're doing is really neat. Thank you. Bye, John. Okay. Bye. Bye. You gonna say goodbye? Oh, it's not. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You're having fun, huh? I just having fun. You you want to give your usual sign off? Where if people oh, want God. great socks, where can they get them? At SoundCreatures.com. And if they go there, what are they gonna find? That's like more socks. Okay. Say goodnight, John. That's our connect, Chrissy. Thank you so much. I had so much fun recording that episode. I absolutely love, love, love to interview parent-child duos on this show. I think it is so fun to just listen to the dynamic, listen to the way in which they interact with each other, and it gives me a ton of ideas on ways that I can parent my kids to take a similar journey or walk a similar path, you know? We've talked before on the show about how not everybody fits into the box, And even if your kiddo doesn't fit into that box, it doesn't mean that they can't make amazing impacts 
both in their lives and their families' lives and in the lives of others. I love how not only was this organization started by John, who has a differing ability himself, but that they put the extra time and effort in place so that they could empower other people who are faced with some of the same obstacles by having some of those differing abilities. What a great episode. I just can't express my gratitude to John and Mark enough for taking the time to talk with us today. You will find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrenson.com slash 49. Last week, I interviewed Donia Bumgarner. She is a coach, a mama, and an artist who joined us to discuss doing meaningful work and also being awesome moms even when it feels impossible to balance all the pieces. She brings her skills as a coach and a project manager to the table through one-on-one coaching to help parent entrepreneurs focus their time, attention, and energy so they can confidently pursue their passions, make a difference in the world, and be present and engaged moms. Next week, Katherine Morehouse will join me. She is my go-to Pinterest expert, and she's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs grow their business using Pinterest. She has become the go-to expert for helping high-performing entrepreneurs grow their audience and income using Pinterest. As an entrepreneur herself, she understands the ins and outs of marketing and online business, and her passion for Pinterest has led to an expertise in that niche. Join Catherine and I next week to talk about Pinterest strategy, marketing, and hear the fun story about her international move alongside her fellow entrepreneur husband. Have a great week, you guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Do us a favor. Share this podcast to a friend. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring.